Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. Reviews. We are here this week to review a Shutter original called Revealer. Reviewing Revealer. Reviewing Revealer. Is that our thing now? We're media- middle-aged and mediocre reviews. I mean, if we're going to be reviewing things, I think I would still like to do real crimes. Maybe every now and then. Everyone, yeah. Because then we're still like kind of doing the story, but it's still only based on the movie, right? And not some awful event. Another some horrific another true event. Awful event that's happened in the world. Anytime you want to do a real crime, you just get it ready, and you let me know. I'm thinking about it now, so three, four months. I want to be ready to start. Who knows after that? <laughs> Who knows after that? Could be another six. <laughs> 2023, watch out for that. New episode of Real Crime. If we, yeah. The tail end of 2023. Let's, let's push it back to the December of 2023 to yeah. give, you, give you some time. Yeah, I might be, yeah. I don't want to rush you. Thank you. <laughs> I know Thank your you. process uh, cannot be rushed. No. But no, we watched, uh, we're going to review today, we're going to talk about a movie from 2022, that's this year. That's this year. Uh, it actually just got put on Shudder, I believe, a week or two ago. Uh, it is Not this Shudder, it's, it's like a monthly premium service yeah. that you pay for. Streaming service. You don't service. have to pay per movie. No, 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 no. Streaming this service. This is the Shudder ad. I'm, I'm like seriously curious, I don't understand it. Yeah, Shudder, it's just, uh, it's actually, I think AMC owns it. Okay. Um... But, American Movie Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's... <laughs> That's what me and my friends call it. It's a, <laughs> it's a horror movie streaming service. I think it's seven ninety nine a month. Is it like mostly uh, kind of independent and like their own... Like their produced movies? It's got a pretty good mix. Yeah. Um, but there's like a... I mean, you know, they got everything from like the original... Like classic black and white horror yeah. f- movies up to like 70 you know 50 60 70 they have everything All just right. a really good mix of stuff uh they have some like original they have their own originals they have like a few series um the uh last drive-in with joe bob briggs uh-huh. uh the season finale just aired last night that's on Shutter. That's on Shutter. Oh, cool. When they do it, it's every Friday. You get back-to-back movies. You don't know what they are till it starts at nine. And then Joe, did you ever watch uh, Monster Vision on TNT? I remember it. Yeah, so it's Joe yeah. Bob from yeah. Monster Vision. And he's got Darcy, the male girl. Oh, um, not from Married with Children. You follow? I think you're. Oh yeah, I follow her. Yeah, uh, Kinky Horror. Uh huh. Yeah, she's because I saw you put, like retweet her. She's like, the co-host. So. She's. Incredibly attractive. <laughs> former, <laughs> former porn star Diana Prince. Okay. Uh, so she's had an interesting career. Uh, but yeah, they do. So they got that on there. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff. It's really right. good. I recommend it to everybody. Because um, $7.99 a month okay. for a ton of horror movies. Yeah. There's Should a lot I have on your there. password. If you can guess it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, so, but no, we uh, this week we did Revealer. Like I said, it is from this year. Just came out. Shutter exclusive. Uh, it has a runtime of 86 minutes, 
which it felt, not going to lie to you, a lot longer. It kind of did feel a lot longer uh, than that. Yeah. I uh, think because it was such a solidary, uh, solid, uh, solid, solitary? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, guy, the the set. It was basically just like one yeah, set. Yeah. So this movie is a smaller budget movie. Uh, it has a big story happening. Uh-huh. But... With the budget, they have to tell a very minimalistic yeah. view of that story that's happening. They do a good job. It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, but the movie was written by uh, Luke Boyce, who's also the director. And it was, the editor. And the editor. It was I also written by Michael Morakai and Tim Seeley. Uh, Michael Morakai and Tim Seeley are both comic book writers. Uh, Michael Morakai, he has worked on comic books for Stranger Things, Star Wars, uh, Hack and Slash. His own books include Barbaric, Wasted Space, The Plot, and Spree, which I looked up. It is not a comic book version, because I was like, that'd be cool if it was that movie we watched. Uh, Tim Seeley, he's also a comic comic book writer, best known for his work on titles like Nightwing, G.I. Joe, uh, Batman Eternal, and he is the co-creator of Hack and Slash and Revival. And Revival is a very awesome comic book if anybody needs a recommendation for a horror comic. Um, I know G.I. Joe. (laughs) You've heard of Batman. Yeah. This movie has a very small cast. uh, Only six credited actors on the IMDb. Six? Yeah. Um, I guess some of the customers may be Ray, the two chicks... So we got Ray, played by Bishop Stevens, who is the most experienced actor, I would say, in this thing. Like, uh-huh. or at least he has. Uh, he's been in Empire, Chicago PD. He was in the movie with CM Punk, Girl on the Third Floor. I saw that. Yeah, he was in that. Um, he played a patrol, uh, an officer, a, a cop. Uh, Phil Bogdan plays the demon Osmodeus. Buzz Lear plays uh, whoever Wallace is. Wallace must oh he's the pre, he's the televangelist at okay. the beginning. Yeah. And uh, Sammy Del Purgatorio provides the voice of David. Right. And our two stars of the movie, our two main actresses are Kato Ase. Uh, she plays Angie Pitarelli. The dancer. The dancer. Okay. And uh, Shayna Shruton, who plays Sally Mewborn. The religious lady. That's right. So the tagline for this movie, uh, if a tagline is what sells you on the movie, this one's not a bad sell. Tensions rise when a stripper and a religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth and must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happens. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. Now, that's a good uh, elevator pitch, if you will. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on there. So, what did you? What were your? What were some of your overall initial thoughts on this thing? Well, let's let's first get it past your test of beginning, <laughs> middle, and an end. Well, we talked about this, and I okay. still stand by what I said. Okay. This isn't the bad thing, but I feel like it started. <laughs> it didn't have a beginning, but it started. So it didn't have a beginning. It kind of started right in the middle, I felt. Okay. There's a lot of middle in there, and then it ended. Okay. So, I mean, I liked it, though. I, I Can I rate it right now, or is that yeah, later on? Yeah, go for on? it. Okay, yeah, I mean, I would give it, like, six and a half out of ten. Okay. 
I mean, I think that's pretty... Uh... You liked it more than I did, actually. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. So... I mean, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it has a beginning. I just felt like it kind of, like, threw these characters down, and they were there for, like, a minute, and then just the kind of thing started. See, my argument to you was... Uh-huh. Uh... Get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my fucking house. <laughs> was we do get a beginning because it sets up right off the bat with this televangelist who was being... Uh, it, so the televangelist at the beginning, now that we know what the ending is, yeah, uh, kind of makes sense. So the televangelist is being... Um, tied it together. Witnessed. Like you can't his tie sin, it together. His sins are yeah. being witnessed. So we introduce right off the bat, hey, there's some demonic shit happening. And then we cut to the stripper... Who was arriving for her shift? We had a quick little look at who she is. She's a, it's rough to call her a stripper because it seems uh, like dancer. Uh, yeah, because she never actually gets nude. Yeah, she has her little bathing suit on. Yeah, so but we get a quick well, little we get a quick little insight suit. to who she is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she makes a phone call, says she has to pick up with her shift, and she's sorry. Uh, then we meet Sally, the Christian well. judgmental person, and we get a quick little dynamic of the two characters. Then we get a quick little rundown of who uh, Ray is, and what, and how uh, Angie feels about everything, and then yeah. we're off to the races. That's how it started. I think that's the beginning. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I have a question for you then, because I know you okay. like the movie a lot. Do you think Spree had a beginning? Yeah, because yeah. with Spree, we're just right there. It's happening. He's recording live, and we're going. But I think that movie. Uh, we're reviewing another movie now. I thought that movie uh, set it up well at the beginning. Well, we did a spree review, so if everybody wants to yeah. go back and watch that, or listen to it. It was a real crime. It was a real crime, that's yeah. right, yeah. So, yeah, I thought for that one, but maybe just because I've seen that one a couple more times, so maybe, like, my, like, you know, looking back on that, it's mm-hmm. been a little clouded. So, if you give it a 6.5, I'm going to go 5.5. All right. Well, I, I liked it. Uh, I wanted to like it more. Yeah. I thought it was so slow. Uh, they even walked slow. They, like, this 86 minutes, man, was it stretched thin. Yeah. Like, this would have been a really good short short film. Like an episode of something. An like episode of something. Like you give me 25 there, minutes uh, of this, we're good to go. There's, like, some short of show that's, like, a 45-minute episode mm-hmm. deal. This would have been, yeah. yeah this good. would have been, like, a great, um, what was the show? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Like, I mean, it would have been a lot Tales more from the crypt, adult. Like that. Yeah, yeah, Tales from the Crypt. 86 minutes, this, my God. this There was times, uh, so, like, we got the opening scene, like I said, with the televangelist. I thought that went on way too long. Yeah. Like, we didn't need, it just kept going and going. And then, uh, once Angie and Sally were in separate peep show booths, I didn't think we were ever leaving those peep show booths. Yeah. Like, I, thought, I was like, oh, this is the whole movie's going to take place right here. Like, this would have made a great play. Yeah. Stage play. The way they were shooting it, just kind of like where, you know, like their the third wall or whatever it was, where we could see yeah, where we both, kinda, yeah. both rooms and the wall in between them. And. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did not... I th- they finally go from the peep show booth into the tunnels down below. Yeah. And those are basically our, our only two locations the throughout rum, the whole movie. The Rum Runner's Tunnel. The Rum Runner's Tunnel, yeah. The old yeah. bootlegging tunnels back during Prohibition. Uh, with the light bulb still working. With the light bulb still working. I mean, one was Prohibition. That was like the 1915, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. See, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. like 60 some years later, 70 years later. Uh, they work. So, th- like, there's some dumb stuff going on. Like, um, 
they so Sal, Angie can't leave her uh, booth because they're like they they uh, set up at the beginning of the movie that the door gets yeah. jammed because Ray won't, Ray, get Ray won't fix his shit. Big and strong. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to. Uh, she decides if they can get through the peep show floor, the peep show booth floor, they can get the tunnels. So they need to pry up the floorboards. So uh-huh. she asks Sally to go find the crowbar. That's that we saw Ray use, and then like instead of just using the crowbar to pry the door open, they they need to they decide they're going to pry the wall apart. Yeah, and then we it takes so long for yeah, Sally to get through in the, the wall. wall there for a while. It takes a long time for us to get through that. So like that's they really had to stretch this thing out <laughs> to get eighty six minutes out of it. Um, but then, so they get through the wall finally, and like we get a demon worm thing, snake, uh-huh. like slug yeah. thing introduced. But they get rid of that, and then they start tearing up the floorboards. Yeah, they shove a slug down Angie's throat. <laughs> but so they get through the floorboards, or they start prying the floorboards and just ignore that there's a crowbar. Yeah. Which was, you know, just to, to, so a that big way. Part of the movie was getting the crowbar. But they purposely kind of do that so that way the two can sit and talk longer. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of dialogue in this thing. Because they hate each other a lot. Yeah, it's first. just both kind of... So Sally's judging Angie the whole time because she's, uh, you know, sells her body, yeah. uh, works in like a filthy establishment, like a adult, like a porn store. Because uh, Sally's outside the porn shop protesting along with other yeah. Christians. And then the skies, while she's outside doing that, the skies turn red and like lightning starts hitting and... Uh, basically, the apocalypse happens. Yeah. So, that's what's going on. Um, but then, so they finally get through the tunnels. Uh, there's a Chud reference. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of 80s horror movies. Um, and then, uh, basically, the rest of the movie is just them sort of wandering through these tunnels. Uh, they can hear some voices. Talking. They talk a lot. Yeah. And they... Walk slow, talk often. Walk slow. Yeah, it's a lot of talking. Every once in a while, a, a demon thing pops up and scares them, and they run, and then yeah. there's more talking, and then there's more talking. They become friends. So. That's good. Eventually, we get Spoilers to. on everything. Sally admitting that the reason she hates Angie is because she is, because Angie makes her feel things. Yeah. Inside of her that she. In her loins. In her loins. Yeah. That is wrong and impure. God wouldn't like it. So Sally admits to being um, a lesbian, and then we immediately get to... Well, she doesn't really admit to it, I don't think, does she? She never actually comes out and says it, does she? No, just that she likes Angie, and then Angie pretty much makes fun of her at first. Yeah, so then Angie immediately, (laughs) who has been judged the whole movie, turns around and calls uh, Sally a dyke. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh, good, everyone's terrible in this. Uh, We can't like anyone. But the two do become She calls friends. her Sal's. They call her Sal's. She has a nickname for her. If, if your name's Sally and you're out there, would you like it if someone called you Sal's? I don't, I don't think I would like it. Sal's. I did notice while we were watching it that the uh, character of Sally, uh, she the way she so she wears like... Once you mentioned it, I couldn't unsee it. You couldn't? No. So she wears like a sleeveless blouse. Yeah. Um... Well, she gets down to that point. Yeah, she has a jacket on over, like a sleeveless blouse. Uh, She has a sleeveless blouse on, very, very curly brown hair, Uh and then big, big, 
big round rim glasses. Baby got glasses. And she looks like if they were making a live action <laughs> King of the Hill movie, yep. she is Peggy Hill. And yep, she is. Like dead She's on like a young Peggy Hill. Get that same actress. Yeah, make you know, make the uh-huh. make Peggy and Hank like I think she's just starring some erotica though. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so some King of the I'll Hill erotica. Some of this, but yeah. Make some erotic propane and propane accessories. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh so yeah, they finally at the end they uh they Well they get to a church, somehow they know that. Well they have to kill a... it. They they kill Om- Osmodeus first. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. After being I'm honestly a little confused what happened. So like he grabs Angie. Uh-huh. And she ends up being, like, in the same position that the televangelist was at at the beginning, where she's being judged, I guess. But then she says that she doesn't judge Sally, even though she did. Yeah. But she says she doesn't judge her and (laughs) whatever. So then she is back, and she's fine, but Sally's being choked by the demon. And then Angie hits it with a crowbar, has, like, a big, like, speech. Yeah. The crowbar does nothing. And then Sally shows up and gives, like, a big speech and cuts its head off. Has an axe. Has an axe. Yep. Uh, and cuts the demon's head off. I mean, that was killed right with the crowbar. So simpler than I thought it would just, be. Yeah. She's yeah. going for it. Uh, so then the two do, like, they walk off into these church doors. Yep. That we think. They're holding hands, like, Thelma and Louise style. Yeah, it's kind of like, all right, we got this now. And then, but who knows what they're actually walking into. Yeah, they kind of, like, did, like, a little scream thing and, like, this, like, a ominous, ominous? Ominous. Ominous music. Yeah. And, then, like, it was over. And then we see, like, uh, as the credits roll, we, the camera lifts. kind of like a dust till dawn situation. It pans out to show, like, What's really happening yeah, all over? The hallway just leads to more hallways. Yeah, leads to more hallways. It leads to like some hell dimension. And it turns out uh, they are they are basically trapped in hell, and hell is just yeah. these tunnels. So and you see other people fighting demons. So it's like, hey, we're all fighting demons every day, people. Yeah, like everybody's tunnels. got some shit going on in their yep. own tunnels. So maybe some of us look like Peggy Hill. Some of us look like Peggy Hill. You know? So maybe let's not judge. Yeah. Uh, you had a good point though. The whole thing kind of felt like a video game. Yeah, it did. They had, like like she had to move the chair over to look into the vent to see if she could get over, and then yeah, had to find the crowbar, and then they found an axe, and it really did feel like there was like little quests. But I've been playing a lot of video games lately, so. Uh. But the only tool you have is a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. True. True. So. Uh, I looked up uh, some interviews with the writers of this. Uh, so Tim Seeley and Mor- Michael Mordecai, like I said, the writers, they wrote this thing in eight days, um, and it was during COVID. Uh, Seeley said that the character of Sally was based on a woman in the town where he grew up. Um, when he was a child, she was always like outside the mall protesting satanic toys oh, and albums and stuff, so he based the character on her. Um they said both of them feel like, you know, people are complicated. Everybody's complicated. Humans are complicated. Uh, sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. Um, and they were kind of wanting to show that through the characters they're, of Sally yeah, and Angie. They definitely had, like, some moral uh, kind of... Like, know. both characters are complicated. Yeah, like, oh, we yeah. find out at one point that Angie um, is raising her nephew. Yep. Because her brother got arrested he got pinched. Pinched. And the, uh, his mom fell into the wrong crowd. And the baby's mama fell into the wrong crowd. And, yep. like, 
became a junkie, basically. Yeah. So she dances for him. So yeah, everybody's complicated. Yep. Uh, Sally feels judged the same way, you know, because she's afraid to mess up and not be perfect in God's eyes. In God's eyes, and not get into heaven. So, yeah. uh, and like she says in the movie, that she hates Angie because Angie is the one that kind of awoke those feelings inside of her. Uh-huh. So she resents the person that makes her her true self because she's afraid of what other people like her are going to turn on her and judge her. Uh-huh. So, uh, See, 6.5. unfortunately, wow. like she says in the movie, this is 87. People don't care about that anymore. Whatever. There's somebody, there's a line yeah. in there about that. And yeah, well, 2022, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just read today that a school district in Florida uh, the uh, the school board passed a vote to so like if uh, if a kid's going on a field trip or like uh-huh. an overnight thing like a sleep in uh, if it's a LGBTQ child uh, they passed a thing that said that all the parents of every ch- child has to be alerted yeah, I saw that, that that person that's just we're movie. getting witch hunts back so that's great <laughs> so the world's a fucking mess yeah unfortunately. This movie takes place in 87, and nothing's really changed. Like, as a father of a daughter, like, let me know the boys that are going. Yeah. Like, that's why. Yeah, and let me know about their fathers, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. are their fathers predatory yeah. pricks, too? Like, should we worry about that? Oh, my God. Um, so the two writers said they started writing this in May of 2020, uh, shot the movie in July of 2020. Um, that was during COVID, so... Or that's why a lot of it was single actress. Let's say so. It is a lot of like yeah. between the budget and uh, shooting restrictions during COVID. I'm sure that kind of. Um, they that said one, that, that one guy definitely wore a mask. He did have a <laughs> the big, demon. Um, they said that the 80s setting was picked because they didn't want to have to deal with uh, cell phones yeah. or the politics of now, which yeah. is funny because still dealing with all those same politics. Yeah. Um, but the cell phones, they always like light their ways. And, yeah. But like I said, they had lights. Well, they had random lights anyway. So, uh, but yeah, he said that uh, they said that you know since they both grew up in the eighties, what's not like they'd have to do a lot of research. Yeah. Um, it's such a small set like that. It's pretty. It's all about their vocabulary. And yeah. Like, when they said with it being shot during COVID, they had this like kind of idea of um, being put in situations. Uh, with people that you may not agree with yeah. and trying to get through it. So they said, like, you know, the way people reacting to COVID did play a lot into this. Like, I like to call that Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, they were asking, like, uh, I still got it. how do we find a common ground to get through these things together? They said that's basically the heart of the movie. Yeah. Um, just how can two people. So I did want it's to. They didn't really get through it together because they were already in hell. Yeah. None of it mattered. So I did want to ask you, uh, what do you? How do you think you would do? Say you something happens, yeah, and you're stuck with a person who you completely disagree with ideology, uh-huh. like all their ideology. How do you think you would do? I'd be all right. Up? I'd be all right because I can just tune a motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, like that's I. That's <laughs> I'm so good at that. Like I'm sure it would get annoying, but I mean it would. I would just, I would probably have fun and like egging them on and just being a dick to him, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. I feel like you would probably argue more and probably, you know, you could probably get more agitated about something yeah, like I'd that. Yeah, I'd probably threaten pretty yeah. quick. 
you know, that we're going to get through this, but I'm not listening to your bullshit the whole time. Yeah. I would probably put it up with it for a while. Yeah, I feel like you'd put it a lot longer than I would. Um, so the uh, direct, the writers and the director, everybody said that a lot of the influences for this movie were uh, other movies like Night of the Comet, Evil Dead, um, Stephen King novels. So I can see, I definitely see Night of the Comet in this. Yeah. All the, that's all 80s shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. King's still good now, but, I mean, he blew up in the 80s. Um, so... The music had that saxophone during the first, her first dance scene and stuff. The soundtrack to this gets, like, a seven and a half yeah. from me. Saxophones and synthesizers. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, I really like the soundtrack. Yeah, it, I'm it, sure it, there's it's a... It's had a good vibe to it and set the tone, I think. I yeah, you're, you're kind of bringing me up to, like, a six on my good. rating. I'm trying. Good. <laughs> Uh, so the movie does, of course, have, you know, uh, LGBTQ plus themes in it, uh-huh. um, and horror movies have not always been known to shed the best light on that community. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of looking into it, though, uh, found out that four of the greatest horror films ever made, um, made by an openly gay man back in the 1930s Hollywood uh, James Whale was an openly gay man who directed Frankenstein, The Old Dark House, The Invisible Man, and The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, wow. So four of the greatest horror movies ever. Um, but like I said, horror does not always represent that community. Great. Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp? I feel like I have. I don't know. It ends with the big reveal. The big shocking reveal is that Angela... The uh, killer of the movie uh-huh. is actually a uh, uh, trans person because she's actually the her her brother who they thought all died oh. as kids, but it's kind of like ah she's the psychotic trans person you know yeah. like it's not never been a good look. <laughs> um, uh, a movie dressed to kill, The Silence of the Lambs with uh, who's the creepy. Uh, Killer of Lil Bill, Bill, like Uh uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. The whole thing, Jesse plays like the final girl, kind of the role, but uh, the whole thing is like they're using his like confusion of his sexuality to like manifest Freddy, so they still kind of have it like you should repress that shit, Uh you know. It's, it's, uh, some of the Robert Englund's came out and kind of said that he regrets like the way they did that movie and the way they handled certain things. So it's kind of cool to see like a movie where, like, yes, the person that ends up being gay in the movie uh, was kind of shitty the whole time. Yeah, but because she, she, like, that's why they leave her alone at first is because she got to a point where she was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, she got there pretty quick, luckily, and it made like the snakes go away. Yeah. And she ended up with her crush. She's like, she crushed her, but that girl's all strictly dickly. <laughs> she says in the movie, yeah, this is definitely an uh, 80s movie. But it was good to see, like, uh... I thought, that, I thought they were going to get together, those crazy kids. It kind of puts the light on, like, no matter how much she believes in this stuff and tries to live her life by it, like, yeah. it's those same people that would hate her. So, like, in the end, she's kind of the hero. So I thought that was good. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I like the movie. I think I expected a bigger um, world. Yeah. A little bit more. like A little more demon fleshed out a little more. Like, yeah. yeah. A little bit more happening, I thought. Would, it would like, just be them outside the door pounding on it so you knew that it was like a 
Something and you'd hear sounds. Yeah, something's going on out there, but... I mean, for the budget they had and for during COVID, it's it not... A, pulled it off pretty yeah. well. There's times when it's way too dark. You can't see what's going 6. on. I'm going to give it a 6.6. 6.6. I point. And I'm going to give it a 6. Okay. So, boom. We did it. Wow, 6, yep. 6, 6. Nice. Uh, 6, 6, 6. We did not plan it that way. Look at us, <laughs> how smart we are. Uh, so, you... Like, what's... Because I've never really asked you, like, what's your favorite... It was Friday the 13th your favorite horror movie, right? Yeah. But, like, yeah. what's your, like, more current? Is it Spree? Was there something else that you've seen lately that like, not a lot of people talk about that you think is, like... Uh, I really liked X. What is well, it? X? We talked about that. Oh, X, weeks yeah. Ago. I really, like, I keep thinking about X and just different parts of that. Um, I just forget stuff. Like, I like the... I, uh, I got it on Redbox with Kevin James where he's a Nazi in the woods. Mm, um, uh, had a, like the gr- girl's name. Is it Amy? A- Might be Amy or something. I thought that was a pretty good movie. You know, but I, I tend to kind of just like anything. Okay. I'm pretty, pretty easy. Um, I'm looking at, yeah, I saw. This knob. Well, um. I, mean, I like that movie so much I can't think of the name. Yeah. I think it is Amy. Or Abby. Becky. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Becky. Becky, I think it is Becky. Uh, I so I kind of like Becky, but like it was so fucking gory. Like, yeah. And I, I, I like gore in movies, but like not when it's like the only thing that's happening in a movie. It's like the best part of the story they can think of is how gory and can we make. And it's like a little girl doing it, and like it's very yeah. Oh, uh, but okay, so that's the movie revealer. Um, Joel liked it a little bit better than I did. Uh, but I'm kind of like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more like I'm kind of... He'll come around. Yeah, it was just so long in certain spots. <laughs> that's still the... <laughs> the 86 minutes. That did really, like, I mean, and like I said, it felt... Yeah, like just her stuck on the wall, like that was just... Some of they milked that a little too much. It made a, would make a great 45-minute episode of television. Cool video game. Cool video game idea. You gotta fight off the demons. Yeah. Demon snakes. So, um, yeah. Well, we'll take a, uh, we'll take a little intermission. All right. Here, and then we'll be back, uh, to finish out the episode. Let's do that. All right, and we are back, and we got a couple things to talk about here. Like a uh, man from Florida, because they're the worst. Yeah. They're always doing fun things for our entertainment. Florida man. Florida man stole R2-D2 worth $10,000, passed as a Disney cast member to show weaknesses in security. So there's a dude named David Proudfoot. Uh, He had turned in an application to Walt Disney World Security because he wanted to work for them. Uh He's 44 years old from Kissimmee. If you can't join him, beat him. <laughs> That's right. That's what I always say. Uh, he said he presented himself to Disney as David E. Rogers, uh, provided an address, and said he was employed by the Walt Disney Company in the receiving division at the Yacht Club Resort. Um, all made sounds made up. Yeah. What are you receiving at the yacht resort? Uh, it's like saying you're in logistics. <laughs> like, what do you do for work? Uh, I work in logistics. You wouldn't get it. What do you do there? Logistics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so he said that he was uh, part part of his duties was to move items from one location to another. Uh, that a supervisor's name was James McD- James McDaniel's. Disney staff said they have no record of a David E. Rogers, and said James McDaniel's had worked for the company, but in Burbank, California, not at the Orlando resident uh, resort. Uh, Simple mistake. Proudfoot later admitted to moving an R2-D2 droid from the third floor of the Swan Hotel uh, in a game machine because he had an application for Walt Disney World security pending and was moving the items to show weaknesses in the security of the resorts in hopes that he would get a better paying job at the resort. That makes Uh, makes sense to me. Honestly, (laughs) uh, I think this guy was kind of a genius. Yeah. he does, however, currently remain in custody on a charge of grand <laughs> and obstruction of information. Uh, but I think this this is one of those scenes that I thought would play out like a movie, where the uh, the he like the cops would be arresting him, uh-huh. and the CEO of Disney would be like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me bring him in here," and then he'd be like, "You know, you've stolen this and you've whatever, and I don't like your methods, but." I like your moxie. <laughs> He's an 80s police captain. You're hired, pal. <laughs> Andy runs <laughs> Disney security? Yes. Because that's how it happened in the 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I thought I like this guy's initiative. Uh-huh. He was thinking. I think he's a valuable employee. Damn. He always got loaded to draw it, too. I will say I have uh, had similar thoughts of this man. Like, So I will not name the place, but there was a place that I worked. I'll guess it. Don't guess it, okay. that I had uh, a bit of a way to make some extra money on the side. Uh-huh. And I always thought, I wonder if I could wait long enough to where, like, they couldn't get me on this. And then come back and just be like, uh, I'm going to tell you about all the, how, the, how, I, <laughs> how I ripped you guys off if you hire me and pay me for this information. Like, I felt like I could be a security like expert. catch me if you can. Uh-huh. That's the movie we couldn't think of on the other episode. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Leonardo. And Leonardo. He, they, and they pay him to teach them how he was cheating them and stuff. Do they in that? Is that, that? That was that one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think they ever... They chase him the whole time. Yeah, they catch him and, like, they end up... He has to work for him. In the end, he finally yeah. works for him? Yeah, Okay. they catch him and they're going to put him in jail. But instead... Him. Yeah. You could just... Were we talking about that in The Rock? One of them. Because that happens in The Rock, too. They Sean Connery's like a wanted spy. Oh, yeah. And they take him, and they're like, you're going to, instead of going to prison, you're going to help us save the world. With Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage. Uh, All right, here's one. An Australian teen identifies 40 U.S. presidents in one minute. One minute. So an Australian teenager uh, earned the Guinness World Records for her memory skills I feel like that's like over a second a president. It's yeah. not bad math. Yeah. There's only 40 presidents in 60 seconds. I feel like you can do it like, you should be able to do that in 30 seconds. Like, Johnson, Washington. Boom, right there. You said Joshua, like, Washington? Johnson, Washington. Oh. I'm sure there was a Johnson president. There's two of no, them. No, you have, have to say the whole name. Oh. You can't just say last names. <laughs> Smith, Taylor, Jackson. <laughs> you just name. Uh... So her name's Lara, Laura, Laura Noonan, 16 of Sydney. Uh, She also has the uh, Guinness World Records for most Marvel characters identified in one minute at 88, which I feel like... Are there that many Marvel characters? There's a lot of Marvel characters. Uh, See that? See, that's that's like, that's more, well, that's faster. And then the most uh, cartoon characters identified in one minute, which is 102. 
Okay. Which cartoon characters like? Uh, you can just go through all the South Park ones and all the Simpson ones, and you got it. Uh, she said she wanted to go for the hat trick of getting three Guinness World Record titles in the twelve month period. Um, so she said, as an Australian, she's not super familiar with the U.S. presidents. She spent a lot of hours practicing how to say their names very fast. Uh, she said presidents tend to have longer names than Marvel characters and cartoon stars. Uh, so yeah, she beat the previous record was twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight and sixty seconds. Good. I don't God. think I don't think I can get twenty eight. So we gotta we gotta stopwatch that. Oh God. I got a stopwatch. Okay. You wanna go? Or you want me to go? Um, you go. All right. So I'm gonna set this up. I'm going to see how many presidents... You're, you're not going to have time to write all these things. Okay. <laughs> I'll Just, make a, mar, a, yeah. a satchel. All right, you ready? Yeah, satchel. And go. Obama, Clinton, Trump, Lincoln, Washington, uh, Roosevelt. You're not saying their full name. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> Barack Obama. Hold on, i got to restart. <laughs> I forgot I set rules. Oh, yeah, this is your rule. Okay, ready? And yeah, go. go. Barack Obama, <laughs> Donald Trump, Joe Biden, uh, Abraham Lincoln... George Bush, George W. Bush, George H. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Thomas Edison. I don't think he was president. Thomas, Ro- uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Andrew Jackson, uh, George Washington. Uh, who's the big? Uh, this is way should be Harry Truman, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, Nick, Nick, uh, Richard Nixon. Uh, Who's the uh, Henry Harry Henry Taft, um, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, <laughs> shit? I could picture so many. Um, Their little white hair. Oh, uh, JFK. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Sixty seconds. Uh, Sixteen. Six. That's harder than. Yeah, that's way more than I would have gotten. Willard Fillmore, Martin Van Buren. Now they're spilling through. Yeah. All right, let's see how many. Let's see how many cartoon characters you could name oh, wow. in sixty seconds. Okay. So I'm gonna reset. This is riveting for <laughs> yeah. listeners here. I'm sure. So sixty seconds. Right. Ready? Yeah. And go. Bart Simpson, Lisa Simpson, Homer Simpson, Marge Simpson, Maggie Simpson. Uh, <laughs> Scooby Doo. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's Scooby Doo's buddy's friends? Garfield, Heathcliff, uh, Tommy from Rugrats, Chucky from Rugrats, Beavis, Butthead, Ren, Stimpy, freaking all the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Um, uh, uh, the Duck. Huey, Louie, and. Dewey, the the ducks, uh, McDuck, Scrooge McDuck, um, uh, Duck Man, um, the critic, uh, <laughs> uh, Bob and Linda from Good Bob's Burgers. Do they have a last name? Belcher. Belcher. You got Tina Belcher and Jean Belcher and Linda. All right, say Linda. What's the other girl's name? You can't help. Um, um, Time. Oh. All right. One, two, I feel like that's a couple hundred. Three, four, five. Call Guinness. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-se
21, 22, 23, 24, 25. All right. She got 100. <laughs> she got 100. She got a, How many did she get again? 102. Yeah. You got 25. Was, was pretty close. That was my first try. Now, I do wonder. So did she, like, did she do it the way we just did it? To where it was just like, all right, and go. You're yeah. on, or, like, she said she practiced. Yeah. So that's she, not the same as, like, just knowing. Yeah, she practiced it. I'm starting to think this world record is bullshit. <laughs> you can do anything. If this you little practice. girl, this little girl doesn't deserve it. <laughs> you hear that, little girl? You don't deserve shit. Speaking of not deserving things, uh, a woman uh, in Los Angeles won how many? Ten million dollars. Yeah. Uh, her name is Lacadro Le- Edwards. In last November, she put $40 into her lottery ticket vending machine. Well, that doesn't s- sound like a very good financial decision. $40? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you got like a few ones, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Toss them in there. See what you can sure. do with it. $40. You have a gambling problem. Good Aquino machine. It paid man. off, though, so yeah. who am I to tell you? Yeah. Um, but while she was standing at the ticket vending machine uh, in a supermarket, she says, some rude person, uh-huh. which... Really pisses me off about this article. Uh, so she said, some rude person the good villain. bumped into her, causing her to accidentally push the wrong button on the machine. Oh. Um, she says, he just bumped into me, didn't say a thing, and just walked out the door. So she uh, got the ticket. Um, she ended up buying a $30 ticket accidentally. So you know. saved her 10 bucks. Uh, she said she was Thank very annoyed. You, she said she was very annoyed because she had just dropped most of her money on a single ticket. Once she was in the car, she started scratching the ticket and realized she had won the top prize of $10 million. $10 off a scratch-off. A scratch, a $30 scratch-off. I bought $10 a $5 million. scratch-off last week. You were there. I was there. And it was the most confusing it thing was, in my life. It was an ordeal. I would have rather, like, defused the bomb. Like I said, <laughs> I felt like at any point... We were going to come upon a bridge troll who you were going to have to answer three riddles. Yeah. They keep going with my scratch off. So this lady won. Good for her. Um, but yeah, she doesn't sound very grateful. I just feel like maybe we don't need to call the guy rude. of uh, some rude person yeah. and then bitch about him bumping into you. You won $10 million. Uh, I'm going to start bumping into people I see at those machines. And just be like, hey, I'm just, just trying to spread gonna, some good luck. I'm going to body check them into the machines like we were in the Stanley Cup. And then take whatever money they have. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. In their pockets. Yeah. It's good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take rob, the whole I'm pocket. I'm going to rob them. Yeah. I'm going to rob them. They deserve it. Yeah. I don't see any issues here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, if you want to bump into me at a lottery ticket machine, go for it anytime. Okay. And I'm not going to talk shit about you Thanks. afterwards. Would you give me some of that ten mil? If I could find you, sure. <laughs> like I feel like that's what she should be doing yeah, too. Like I'm looking for that guy. She's at a supermarket. Go ask if they have cameras. See who it is that bumped into her. Hey, here's a mill. Thank you. They have cameras. Did you see the footage of uh, Giuliani at that supermarket? Got slapped, slapped on the back. He about died. <laughs> yes, I wish he had. <laughs> that's why he said he went off the radio station. He's like, if I wasn't in, be- if I wasn't in this good of shape, I could have fallen over and died. And- if only he was in worse shape. Like, I just pat him on the back and called him a scumbag. Yeah. That's so. That's, that's such a cool move. That is, yeah. <laughs> that's what I would probably do if I saw uh, him. It's the best, yeah, it's one of the best things you could do. Cause, but I, I think the guy got arrested, right? Oh, yeah, he got arrested. And... That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, he didn't. I'm sure once the video is out and they look at that in court. Right. I'm like, okay, that was. 
I just hope Juliana starts like bleeding black from the brain again <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was that was going on. But all right, well, Joe, before we get out of here for this review, do you got anything else? You went through them all. I went through everything. Yeah, I went through the three of them. Okay. I don't have anything else. All right. <laughs> I'll have something next week. I wasn't sure. I thought you had another feel good. No. So that was on me. <laughs> Misread the situation. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next next time next week. Next time. Uh, well, most... I'm going on vacation. Okay. I deserve it. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Where are you going on vacation? Just to my dad and sisters. I'm going to stay with my dad for three days and go stay with my sister for three days. Okay. Yeah, All right. family time. All right, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. This is how you find out. Didn't really ask. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I kind of did. I should have put it in a two-week notice So the week something. after, we'll be back. Yeah. Uh, we're going to review a movie called uh, 1BR. Okay. Um, also, by the way, uh, we're friends on Twitter now with Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, Shout out to Lloyd. Lloyd Kaufman and Trauma, Trauma Films. Uh, that's very cool. Thanks for listening. I don't think he's ever listened, but, you know, (laughs) just in case. Uh, So, yeah, until next time, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Uh, Go watch Revealer. Let us know what you think of it. Um, 6.6. 6 here. Just a 6. It's on Shudder. Get Shudder if you don't have it. Watch Revealer. They have a lot of good stuff. Shudder, if you're out there, sponsor us, baby. Yeah, Shudder. We'll take uh, take some sponsorships. We love horror movies. Uh, We really do. Yeah. I have a lot of them. Um, Yes. So, until next time, see you guys later, and thank you for watching and listening. Bye.